Welcome to A Hero's Journey with your host, Bart Queen. Are you one of the millions of people who want to change your life but don't know where to begin? It starts with finding your voice and using your voice. Bart Queen has dedicated himself to helping you find and develop the life you were meant to lead. Now, here's your host, Bart Queen. Hey, well, good afternoon to those of you who are on the East Coast, and good morning to those of you who are listening to us from the West Coast. Welcome back to A Hero's Journey. This week, we're going to focus on the power of the spoken word and how you can actually master that. Now, I came, a couple of, came across a couple of quotes that I thought were really relevant to what we were going to do today. The first one was from Jerry Rice. Quote goes like this, Today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. So my question to all of you today as you listen in, as we begin the show, is what will you do today? What will you do to take your voice to the next level, and what will you do to get out there and make a difference in someone else's life? And the second quote I came across, my assistant gave me from Stephen Jobs. I I thought this was just really brilliant. Steve Jobs said, the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Guys, I would toss to you that if you are listening to this radio show today, that you are just crazy enough to believe that we can get out there and change the world. For most of my experience, I would say that the current situation for most people is they're looking to find some way to sharpen how they come across, whether they're in the business field, whether they're just out there speaking on behalf of a club or their church group, or maybe there's someone who really wants to get into the speaking world and really kind of do it full time. They're constantly trying to find a way that they can sharpen what they're doing and take themselves to the next level. The complication that I've found over the last 25 years for most of us is really threefold. Number one, how do we sharpen our speaking skills, whatever that may be, our communication skills, whether we're speaking or sharing information in a business meeting, whether you're standing on a stage in front of five or 50,000 people, or you're doing more one-on-one small group type situations. That's the, the number one bucket. And then the other two fall in, how do we end up selling ourselves? How do we end up selling our ideas? How do we end up selling our thoughts? I'll get a lot of people who will say, well, Bart, I'm not, I'm not in sales. And I come back and I say, every single one of us are in some way or another trying to sell our idea. And I think that third major bucket is if we're in business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're out there in the speaking world, is, is how do you market yourself? How do you reach other folks so they just even know that you're there? Those three things seem to be the biggest challenges as I work with folks that they faced. So the question today that I want to bring to the table is, how do you give yourself the competitive advantage? How do you give yourself the edge, whether you're doing it professionally, you're doing it within your business, are you doing it more on a personal basis? I think probably the number one thing that we have to do is be able to master the spoken word. 
you know, the power, the power of the spoken word never comes back void. People will, will forget what you say. People will forget what you do. But they'll never forget how you make them feel. And I think the way we communicate and the words that we share, we can really touch people's minds and we can touch people's hearts. So in our, in our short time together today, what I would ask you to do is just jot down some notes, gain some tips or tricks that you can use as soon as our, our show is over today that you can put into place no matter what you're doing. I want to make sure that you've sharpened your personal saw. I want to make sure that you've developed some skills that enhance your style. And from my perspective, I want to make sure you've gained the right skills, the skills that you can use that will set you apart. Now, before we actually launch into our show a little bit and we meet our three fine guests, Brian, Shelley, and Alice, just a couple of points. Don't forget about our eight-week coaching program we're only offering this to people who are on the radio show. If you go to bart.queen slash radio show, you can sign right up for our membership site, and that'll put you right into the bucket to be able to be selected for our eight-week coaching program. In our eight-week coaching program, we're going to be going through those three major pieces. How do you sharpen your speaking skills? How do you add the marketing skills you need to do to get yourself out there? And then how do you sell yourself? How do you sell yourself seamlessly? Also, remember that last week I made an offer out to any charity organization that you know of. We are willing to go do a keynote speech for them, whether that's for cancer or Alzheimer's, whether that's a youth group, whether that's your church group. We're donating 50 keynote speeches, and all that's required is a donation to Cornucopia, my choice of a cancer support center, and we'll make sure you get a keynote. So if you know of an organization or that makes sense, you know someone that you'd like to recommend, all you have to do is email me at bart.queen at sass.com and we'll make sure we reach out to them. So don't forget about our eight-week coaching program and don't forget about our offer out to any charity group that you feel like could use some of our services. Now last week we really looked at finding your voice and getting that idea that when your heart says, I want to get out there and make a difference, how do you do that? This week, we're going to really focus in on, on the skills and developing your voice and taking it to where you'd like to go. So first, let me introduce Brian and Shelly and Alice. Guys, welcome onto the show. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. You guys are awesome, 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 or as they would say, awesome applesauce. And each one of you, as I think back when you went through either our two-day program or our three-day program or a four-day program, each one of you gained the skill sets in a different way and you're using it in a different way. I, I saw you go from zero to 60 as you kind of applied the skills and as you continue to apply the skills. So the very first thing I wanted to just kind of hit on was this idea of the transformation that you went through through class and maybe since then. Kind of what was the biggest thing that made maybe made the biggest difference in your life as you think back and you apply some of the skill sets that we've learned. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to start with Brian. 
Brian, I remember you walked into class, and I think you came in about halfway through day one, if I remember you had some other things going on, and you just went from zero to 60, my friend, in those, those couple of days. So tell me what's been happening since. Sure, Brian, I'd be happy to. I, it was actually just about a year ago uh, that I took your wonderful course, and for me, if you recall, I was someone who had experience with public speaking. However, your course really opened my eyes on some very simple tools that are very powerful. And for me, the two most important were the eye contact process when speaking, as well as the power of using pause when delivering a message. And I can tell you, Bart, you know, since I've been in your class again a year ago, uh, I have had the opportunity in the business world to present to large and and small audiences, uh, typically with uh, senior-type leadership, uh, a potential customer. And while I've always had the uh, confidence and, and, you know, someone that doesn't have anxiety of getting in front of a room, what I've witnessed is by focusing on eye contact and, and, and inserting measured pauses uh, has really uh, upped my game in terms of conveying a message and commanding attention. So that would be my initial thoughts from what I've learned from your tutelage. Well, Brian, I will never forget when you went through the certification process and just the absolute transformation that you did on that particular program piece where you really demonstrated and applied the skills. It was just absolutely awesome to see. When when I see those things, it just gets me so excited that it just makes me want to go out and do it more. And after having done this for 25 years, some people will say, well, Bart, it seems like that would be old by now. But it's those kind of experiences that just keep me so fresh and so involved in what's happening. Now, I think, Shelley, you were kind of on the other end of the spectrum where not so much experience out there. and We were really trying to get your feet just a little bit wet. What was, what was some of the things that you took away out of that process? Um, I took away a lot. I have, um, as you noticed <laughs> during our training together, I have a huge problem with flight or flight kind of issues, particularly related to performance situations, not so much one-on-one socially or an informal setting. So um, for me, it was a really powerful couple of days to learn some tips and tricks that make me feel a little bit more in control of those situations that can still really trigger that kind of fear. But um, as I think Brian alluded to, um, the pause and the importance and power within that and, you know, eye contact and, and for me, extending that a little bit longer as well as, as uh, body language and some subtle things that I can do that I think almost by, by doing those, you can kind of fool yourself into feeling a little bit maybe more comfortable than you really are at times, too. And then also learning um, a big piece for me, which I've always known is, and something I'm not particularly comfortable with, is, is needing or feeling like I need approval from other people. So the thought of being judged... Um, 
especially when speaking in some situations growing up and, you know, high school and other things, that's really um, taking those two day, days training really brought home some powerful kind of leftover emotional things from that. So it was, it was really cathartic. Um, it, was, it was challenging. It definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. But I feel like um, while I still may have some challenges with a sort of auto, automatic like flight or fight things, that I have some tools now that I can at least um, use in those situations. So I greatly appreciate that. Well, Shelly, just listening to you now, you sound like an absolute rock star. I can't wait to dig into it just a little bit more. Shelly, I remember you in class, and it was absolutely amazing. Guys, we're going to take a little short break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Shelly again, and then we'll get to hear from Alice. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, and we'll offer some more information as soon as we turn from this break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves. And we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadiq to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Experiencing loss or grief can be devastating. At some point, our soul compels us to embrace and embark on the journey to healing. But how do we begin? How do we move forward? Tune in to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with host Dayton Ann Williams. This program serves as your light, your forum, your passageway. Although healing is an inward journey, you are not alone. We can walk the path together. Join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. 
Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Hey, well, welcome back. When we, we took our break, we were just we were sharing back and forth with Shelly, who was really talking about how she really kind of worked through her fear and angst issues. Shelly, I can, I can remember that I always say in class that I may not be able to take your fear or angst or uncomfortableness away, but I can definitely guarantee that if they practice the skill sets, people aren't going to know that they're so uncomfortable and that they're so, they've got that pit in their stomach. Share with us a little bit more how you gained your strength now when you're out there in the business world or whatever you're doing in work in dealing with that angst. I feel like I have a better understanding of it. And, and now having seen and gone through the training of tools, um, again, like physical posture and, and eye contact and um, in meetings, kind of looking at each person because I think making – I think sometimes if we take the attention away from ourselves when we're speaking and actively engage with who our audience is, whether that's one-on-one with our bigger group and, and trying to make that eye contact, that, that that alone reduces some of the anxiety. I think that connection, um, it, the more personal sort of takes it out of that realm, at least for me. <laughs> and then um, also just just doing it a little bit more, practicing it, like you said, it may not take away... The, some of the anxiety, but just knowing that I have some more tools at my disposal um, kind of decreases that also. And, and learning that um, you don't have to be perfect, and that none of us are when we're doing a presentation or speaking in front of a group or having a one-on-one meeting necessarily, but if we are authentic and doing our best with what we've learned, that that's, that's what we should shoot for. Well, you just summarized that up so nicely. Being authentic, being who you are, probably the most important thing to do. So many times when I'm coaching an executive who's giving a keynote speech, I want to look at him or her and say, can we just pretend we're going to be in your living room so so it's more of a conversation? I I don't think people are open today to the idea that, that when they listen to a speaker or someone sharing information, they're one way on stage and when they come off the stage, there's somebody completely different. I think we want that continued authenticity that's so important. And you mentioned one other thing, Shelley, that I think is absolutely critical. And that's that idea, this skill set, there isn't, perfection does not exist. All we can do is pursue excellence. All we can do is the best job we can do and the next, the next day try to do the best job we can do again. If we take that perspective of how do we impress people, we're, we're looking at what we know, and then we really realize that people don't care what we know. What they care about is how much you care. And this is where I think from all three of yours perspective that you guys get out there and try to empower people, and as you empower people, you show how much you care, and that's what makes such a big difference in the way you're doing your business today. Those foundational pieces, the way we communicate or the way we, we speak, I think are so important. Now, Alice, you kind of come to us with even a different perspective from your experience in class. Now, you just went through within the last 60 days, I think. Is that correct? Yes. And um, 
What was kind of the transformation for you? Oh, you changed my life. The class changed my life. I am a changed person when it comes to speaking and speaking to people in business, at home, in my hobbies, all over any interaction. When I go to the store, uh, when I'm buying something, when I'm being waited on in a restaurant, you name it. It's, you've completely changed my life. The class changed my life. I had a total and utterly amazing experience, um, and I really appreciate it. Well, Alice, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled you found that kind of value in it. Thank you for saying that. Can, can you be specific for us and maybe give us what the transformation was and how it changed it for you so that yes. our, our listeners could make application of that? Yes, definitely. Um, the biggest impact was made when I realized how softly I talk. All through my life, I've spoken very softly in person. And when I was on stage, I always wondered why when I was given the microphone, they would say, okay, speak up, speak up. Oh, boys, quick. You've got to raise the volume on this one. And I never understood why. Why are they always raising the volume? Why are they always raising the volume? Why are people falling asleep in my meetings? Why are people leaning forward, straining to look at me? And it never quite dawned on me until I took your class. And you told me, raise your volume. And I started speaking louder. And you said, no, louder and louder and louder. And I think I must have felt like I was screaming. Literally inside myself, I felt like I was screaming. And the whole class was very kind and said, you're not screaming. You sound confident. And that was one of the first and most greatest impacts that has been made in my life. In addition to eye contact. Your phrase, one thought per person. The lesson you taught us, one thought per person when you're making eye contact, has been phenomenal. Instead of talking at the floor or eye spray, as you uh, termed it, scanning across, not looking in people, just talking, I've made a concerted effort to use your tip of one thought per person when making eye contact, and the voice increase in volume has been dramatic. Unbelievable. Um, I can't can't begin to even describe how amazing it's been for me and well, the impact your class made for my life. That is, that is awesome. And again, I come back to this idea, guys, thanks to you. You inspire me every day to go do it again and again and again with other groups. You all three of you have heard me use that comment about people buy what they see before they buy what they hear. What you say and how you say it have to be congruent. And with what you shared, Brian, about the eye contact and the pause, Shelly, what, what you shared about that idea of eye contact, and now, Alice, you adding this idea of getting your voice up, we're talking about those ideas that give us a congruent message. There are three key areas as our listeners are paying attention and maybe taking some notes that you want to be aware of when you're speaking. You want to think about that area of delivery, your, your physical being, how are you coming across? Of course, you want to have a good handle on your content. 
And then you want to be able to have that interaction with an audience, the banter back and forth, the feedback, the Q&A, or how you use your visual aids. And I think the key thing that separates what we do in our class from everybody else is two things that all three of you mentioned. Number one, this idea of being listener-focused with people. Alice, you talked about being louder. If I'm in a larger group, i got to get my voice up. If we're in one part of the world, we may take one approach. When in another part of the world, we'll take a different approach. That delivery content and interaction means nothing unless we put it through the filter of being listener-focused. And Shelly, the, the thing that you bring to the table is that second filter, which is that idea of perception versus reality. I think this is the hardest thing for us all to master, to remember that the experience the communicator has and the experience that the listener has are distinctly two different things. We've all had that experience where you feel like you crashed and burned and somebody walked up and said, Brian, that was absolutely awesome. And you wanted to look at them and say, were you in the same room that I was in? Because that's just not how it felt. And as we think about these skills, anytime in class, getting people to get past how they feel. You'll remember one of the key phrases I say in class is, always make your confidence greater than your comfort. Because when we get into this idea of communicating, we really want to go with how it feels instead of figuring out how do I create confidence in the minds of my listeners. The power of your posture, the power of your eye contact, and the power of that pause that you mentioned, Brian, are probably the three power skills that will make the absolute biggest difference, I think the quickest in the way people come across. So guys, as you think about maybe your experience in class, was there one of those skills that you felt like, wow, when you watched it and someone else, you went, wow, they look like a different person? Again, this is Brian. I, I think that all three are important pieces of the recipe, but uh, eye contact, I think, uh, rises to the top. Uh Another example, Bart, uh, I recall just a few months ago, I found myself in a uh, presenter slot, last person of the day. The Frankly, the bus to the airport was literally in eyes view uh, outside the conference room window. And I still had, you know, legitimately 30 minutes to present my message. The audience was tired, I'm sure, worried about traffic, and before beginning, I had a quick conversation with myself and reminded to follow through on eye contact. And as one of my colleagues mentioned, you know, one message per person. And I will tell you that uh, you know, almost overdid it in my own mind, to follow through. And 15, 20 minutes into the presentation, my audience, and I was just chuckling to myself as thinking about this, was similar to one of my cats playing with one of those laser lights with my daughter. Wherever the laser goes, the cat follows. <laughs> and similarly, there I was at the end of a long day and no matter where I went, the audience followed me because I had their attention, and it was 
bred through having that personal eye contact. So for me personally, you know, confidence in the message, but whenever you are presented a situation where you may not feel that full comfort, right? I'm at the end of the day or the projector is a little bit off kilter in terms of the slides. If you lead with eye contact, things will fall into place. It by far, Brian, I think out of all the things I teach, and maybe you'll remember in class me saying, if all else fails, guys, forget everything else I teach you. Just go back to your family, your friends, and your customers and have that eye contact. It, it by far is the most critical thing we can do to build relationship. Well, guys, when we come back from break, we'll dive into this just a little bit more. Hang with us. Keep this idea of your eye contact and your pause and your posture in mind, and we'll offer some more information as soon as we return from this break. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated. Hear about success stories and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you ever thought of owning your own business? Are you interested in making more money? Are you interested in becoming focused and super productive? Mark your calendar every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and 2 p.m. Central Time to listen and learn from America's business expert, Bill Walsh, on The Rainmaker Show. Bill will share the untold secrets to launch and build a successful company in today's challenging economy. We'll also have top success experts and giveaways every week. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel to create success on your terms. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Brian, I always get such a kick out of this idea when people start applying eye contact and how all of a sudden people are just glued to what you're saying 
And I, I come back to that disparity when you feel like you're sharing one thought per person, as Alice talked about, you feel like you've left everybody else out. But it's the exact opposite of what happens. Everybody keeps waiting, well, when is Brian going to look at me? When is Shelly going to look at me? When is Alice going to look at me? And it, it just drives that engagement through the ceiling. Totally uh, agree. It, and then if you're moving, and it sounded like in your example, Brian, you were moving in your space. Is that correct, the way you were telling the story? Yes. During my presentation, I was able to have some mobility in the room and, and wanted to uh, play both sides, if you will. And, and I, as I mentioned, as I would walk from one side to the other, I could you know, see the next moving uh, and, and yearning for you know, who's, who's going to be next to you know, catch Brian's uh, eye contact. So absolutely. And, and it, it started, again, by laying the initial groundwork, those first few minutes, as we all know, when we're in a presentation, you, you almost can't help but say, hmm, this speaker is really going to grab me or not. And, and that's why, as I mentioned, you know, personally emphasized from the very beginning, catching eye contact with the key audience members and covering, you know, all, in this case, all three of them in the first three minutes. So they all felt involved right up front. Yeah. That idea that you know, some people will say, okay, I got, I got about three or four or five minutes to kind of find my groove. To your point, Brian, by, by that time, a lot of time people have already checked out. They've picked up their phone. They're saying, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Those first 30 seconds, everything that we do as the communicator makes a difference from our posture to our eye contact to those short to medium sentences so people can absorb what you're saying, those 30 seconds can either make or break you. And in our virtual world, when you think about it, if you're doing a webinar or anything virtually using your computer, you've got eight seconds to grab someone's attention and get them involved in your information. I think the other thing that I remember about you, Shelley, as we were practicing was when we got you up on your feet and just got you to stand and we drove the point home that the number one thing that communicates confidence before you ever open up your mouth was your posture. And you stood there so strong. I remember thinking that you were like this redwood tree, like an oak tree. You had so much strength coming from you. And then when we added your eye contact and that louder voice that Alice mentioned, you were just an absolute rock star. And everybody everybody in your class had their jaw on the floor. I think if we went back to that classroom, there's like divot marks in the floor <laughs> as, as people were watching you. Thank you, Bart. Well, it was you, you need to thank yourself. I just shared a couple ideas with you, Shelly, and you you took them to heart and to mind and said, you know what, I'm not going to let this control me anymore. And you, you have proved that. Thank you. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the, the safe and uh, very encouraging and gently challenging um, environment to do that in. So that wouldn't have happened for me, I think, in uh, many other types of training sessions. So a lot, most of that is, is due to you and your techniques, and I think... Um, format and also having a supportive team was um, really fortunate in my case as well. 
Well, you remember, Shelley, what happens in speaker boot camp stays in speaker boot camp. <laughs> now, uh, th- probably the only exception to that would be with Alice because I did take her initial piece and I put it up on YouTube. Oh, Alice, I don't think I told you that, did I? <laughs> That's okay. As long as I sign some release form, like I can draw some, uh, perhaps some funds from the exposure will be fine. Yeah, well, I, I think... Hollywood should be calling you shortly, Alice. Oh, it's been it's been amazing. I've been um, recommending your class to. I mentor young ladies in their twenties that are out of college and you know building their building blocks for their career. And I recommended your class and shared with them some of the things that I've discovered. And um, it's been very rewarding in terms of relationships and. I'm hoping, you know, I can't tell them to take it, but I definitely recommend it. And it's just, it's building trust. Um, I've been noticing uh, uh, my relationships and in terms of speaking engagements, if I'm in front of a room or uh, doing a webinar or anything that requires me to speak to people, it's just, you know, I keep those, it's almost like tools in a toolbox. And I have more tools now and I have stronger tools and these tools are, you know, from your class, just finding that voice and thinking about it, you know, just consciously thinking about the tools before I speak um, and using the the techniques and just practicing over and over again, kind of like, you know, riding a bike, just keep practicing, practicing, and it's made a difference. And I find myself falling backwards at times, but then I remember I sat the book here and on my desk, I come in, I stare at it. Sometimes I don't break it open, but I do stare at the cover and remember remember the lessons. Um, well, the, it, it's interesting, Alice. On the class I taught, I taught last week, when we talked about some of these things, one of the members in the class came up to me and said, Bart, do you realize that you have said in the last hour, I might toss to you? that phrase, I might toss to you, I must, I said over and over and over again. And I had no absolute idea that that was a phrase I was using so often. So whether you're, you're just learning or you've been doing it for a while, it's that, that constant sense of process. And how do I continue to sharpen the saw? One of the women on the evaluations, this will make the three of you chuckle, the evaluations on my class last week, she said, Bart, you need to learn to wear your pants lower. (laughs) And I I was, she told that to me. I said, my pants are at my hip bone. I don't know how to make them go any lower. And she was like, you would be so much, you'd be so cool if you could get them to go lower. I'm like, how do I take my dress slacks down that far? (laughs) It's just amazing to me how you start to see so many things that maybe you've never seen before. <laughs> well, Alice, tell us a, a little bit more about this idea with your posture, your eye contact, or your pause, mm-hmm. where you felt like you've really focused the most to make the difference. Well, I do a check. I do a, a, a conscious thinking check in my mind. And what I do is I think about posture first and position myself properly. Posture, hands relaxed, feet positioned, plant, you know, plant even and uh, 
you know, back straight, shoulders back. I think about my posture first. And once I have my posture, I haven't really spoken yet. And this could take just a few seconds, but I go through that in my mind and practice, even practice when I'm not, uh, you know, on stage or, or speaking to people. The second thing I do is I think about thought first, contact, eye contact, one, one thought per person. I make the eye contact, I engage the eyes, and then I start to speak. Uh, so I'm ready to speak with my sentences before I've gotten a hold of that person. So I'm ready. Make the eye contact, start to speak. And then I think, while I'm speaking, I think, so I'm, all, I'm practicing. The third thing I do is ensure that my volume is proper based on who and who I'm speaking to, how big is the room. I really make a conscious effort, and I had never done this. I'd never done these things before. I just was talking. You know, I've talked very softly, and I do the spray. I was doing the spray. I had my hands kind of all over the place and feet all over the place. And it is really just fine-tune those three things. It's the uh, biggest impact for me, and I just make sure I do those one, two, three, one, two, three. And um, sometimes I just don't do it, you know, I'll be honest. But for the most part, I do make a conscious effort to do these three things. I think so often we see a speaker that you may enjoy, a pastor, priest, or a rabbi, or maybe there's a politician that you enjoy that you think is a good communicator. I know for me, leaving politics aside, the seamlessness of Bill Clinton, the way he comes across, whether he's in front of 5,000 or or five people, he always seems authentic in any situation that he's in. My, my point being, as we watch someone that we enjoy, it seems seamless on our part as the listener, yet the mechanics behind what they're doing, the repetition of what they're doing is what gives us that perception of it being seamless. Brian, for you out there in the business world and the travel that you're doing and the customers that you've been in front of, as you think through some of those mechanics how have they helped you be more seamless as you speak to them about your solution tools and products or even in the selling process? They, again, they are the fundamentals of commanding an audience. And, uh, you know, the thing I would add to it, Bart, is to your point, uh, you never know, at least in the business world, what what's going to come up in in a, a situation where you're presenting. Uh, you, as a speaker, as you have taught, need to be flexible. Uh, my most recent presentation, uh, while it was meant to be interactive, and certainly not one way uh, talking for right. me. Brian, let me just let's hold this surprise. I can't wait to hear this lesson. We need to break for our, our advertisement. When we come back, Brian, hold that thought, and we'll we'll hear what you learned. Absolutely. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Deetta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to A Hero's Journey with Bart Queen. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Feel free to send Bart an email as well. The address is bart at bartqueen.com. Now, back to A Hero's Journey. Well, welcome back, Brian. You were right in the middle of sharing with us some really strong insight into your experience. Yes, I was. I, I was uh, pivoting off the you know, great discussion we've had about the importance of eye contact and, and pause and posture. And what I was thinking about as you were referencing uh, you know, people that are very good at speaking is to, in my opinion, from experience, uh, enabling uh, a seamless experience for the listener, uh, we as presenters do have to remember that we have to be flexible. Uh, we cannot predict uh, when power is going to go out. Or in the example I was thinking uh, in my most recent presentation, I had an audience member who pretty much interrupted me and suggested that the uh, service and, and solution I was uh, presenting on behalf of my company, uh, you know, he wanted to believe, but based on his reference point of his existing vendor, didn't think it was possible. And at that moment, and again, I share this experience with you and, and all the listeners, is as a presenter, I could have plowed through and come across as uh, almost... You know, disinterested, and you know, through your class, Bart, what I immediately thought of right there, that moment of truth, and that's what I thought, is this is a moment of truth. 
where I give him the mic, where I give him as much latitude to express himself. And, and so that's what I did. I walked towards him, again, posture, uh, gave him space, but stood right in front of him and, you know, looked into his eyes and let him explain to me, you know, why he was frustrated with his current vendor and why he was ascribing that experience to what I was talking about. And, again, um, using all the tools, again, first being flexible and, and letting this person kind of take over the dialogue, listening, eye contact, and then punctuating with a pause and telling my, my audience member, I understand. I agree with you that what you're describing is shameful. I then walked back to the front of the room to look at the whole audience and said, let me now get back to why what I am presenting is different from our friend's experience. So I share that experience because, again, it's all underpinned with the posture, the pausing. In this case, it was a long pause by the speaker, me letting the audience member take control because if I didn't, he would have checked out, and probably other audience members would have felt I was on a one-track mind. Get through my slides, don't show uh, empathy, and in the end, my outcome of of an experience would have been uh, less positive. So I share that experience because we need to be flexible, and in doing so, though, we can always fall back into those powers of pausing, posture, and listening. Brian, I think you just summed up what a lot of times I'll kick off class with, and that's that idea that we all want to show up and throw up. And what you just demonstrated in that great illustration is the idea of being listener-focused, to use your words, being flexible, and most importantly, what I got from what you shared was just that idea of listening. And so many times we end up speaking twice as much as we should be listening that old saying about why did God give us two ears and one mouth because we should listen twice as much. What a great example, sir, of showing how to put those skills into place. Well, guys, if you could could give our listeners kind of one powerful insight that they could immediately, when our show is over today, go put into place, kind of the main lesson that you've learned in, in say, about 30 seconds or so, something like that, very clear, concise, what would that be? And Alice, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, I believe that Bart's class changed my life. Uh, What I'd like you to do is consider taking his class. The results are amazing. People are listening to me more. I'm having a greater impact in my life with all my relationships, including work and personal. I found my voice, and you can find yours. Well, Alice, that was an amazing job at Stake Action Result. I, I'm going to have to send you a gold star. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Shelly, what might be the insight you might offer? I'd say regardless of where you start, that you are going to end up someplace better. That uh, whatever your fears, past, um, that you can overcome a lot of that by getting some of these tips and techniques and and your style of teaching uh, facilitates that kind of growth. 
And Brian, for you, sir, the, the number one lesson you might offer for these wonderful listeners? I think that for me, again, having some experience, uh, but the, the art and, and, and science of public speaking, it does require education. And, and your course was just an excellent way to you know, take two to three days out of uh, professional work life and, and just focus on practicing, learning simple tools that when they become you know, habit, and it does take practice, uh, you really will stand apart from others and you know be successful to your point, whether it's professionally or personally in, in communication with other folks. Brian, maybe you'll remember that Jim Rohn, my mentor, one of our fathers of personal development, told me two things. He said, if you want things to change, you have to change. And he also said, work harder on yourself than you do your job. Most of us don't do that. You just mentioned this idea of taking a couple of days out for yourself to focus on yourself in order to take yourself to the next level. I think if we want to bring value to our companies, if you want to bring value to our families, to our organizations, to our, to our clubs and our church groups, we've really got to spend some time focusing on ourselves. I have to come back to something I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and that's this idea of the power of the spoken word. I don't think we can ever underestimate the power of our words. They truly are the strongest drug on this planet. And I can't let anyone ever underestimate the power of their own voice and the difference that they can make. So, guys, as listeners, if you've listened through the show and you found some things that maybe make sense, things that will help you, what I want you to do is commit to using your voice. I want you to commit to letting your life speak. I want to see you gain the power that you need. I want to see you gain your voice, and I want to see you get out there and make a difference. So if all that makes sense, I want you to go to barkqueen.com slash radio show, sign up to be a part of our membership program, Get involved in our coaching program, our eight-week coaching program, so that you can gain the things that you need. Don't forget, next week, we've got David Ray on our call. He's going to be giving us all kinds of marketing tips. So don't miss next week. Make sure you get that on your time slot. I want to leave you with one quote from Marianne Williamson that I think is so powerful. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are more powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. As you let your light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our present automatically liberates others. Guys, go out this week and liberate someone else from their fear. Use your voice, make a difference, and we'll see you in a week. Thanks again for tuning in to A Hero's Journey. Bart Queen will be back next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join us again next week in order to let your life speak. Speak.